All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Back to the Blockbuster. My name is Guys Bowling, and this is a very special episode because we are going to be celebrating the 30th anniversary of Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. But um, I didn't want to do it alone. I also didn't want to feel uh, old all by myself. So, so the people on, I think, are around the same age as me and probably experienced it uh, for the first time around the same age. Um, one of these guys has actually been on the show, I think this is your third time, unless I lost track. Uh, and the other is surprisingly, uh, his first time on. So I will, uh, I will lob up, uh, the guy who's been on before his uh, name is David Gonzalez. He is the founder of realtalkinc.com. He also created the real Chronicles podcast and it's horror movie offshoot chop talk. I love introducing you cause I feel like I'm actually knowing what I'm doing when I introduce you and all your credits. <laughs> yeah man it's, it's, like, it's like talking to an old friend every time we, i jump on here very happy to be back um i uh have a lot to say about this movie all good things but uh i do want to talk a lot about the geographic inconsistencies this <laughs> yep, yep, yep. that should be a fun one <laughs> uh and then uh news of the podcast i asked before like what did you want me to call you before uh we hopped on it was gonna be jc or merc i was just gonna go with merc so i'm gonna go with that uh, you know, there's a uh, Merc with the Movies on uh, Instagram. Uh, follow each other uh, for a while on that platform and like kind of run in the same nerd uh, little press circle. So welcome to your first time on Back to the Blockbuster. I'm happy to be here. You know, like I've always talked to you online. I'm like, I'm a big fan of the podcast. Every time I listen, I I give you a little comments here and there. So very happy to be here. There's- other, this, other times I've been wanting to be there, be in certain episodes. I just love the topics. So hopefully this is the first of me. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome, too. And, like, I want to point out something about Merck because there's certain people that follow me. And I think Dave is the same way that there's certain people that know what, like, things are in my wheelhouse. So, like, Merck will just tag me in, like, you know, the, the trailer for, like, Outer Banks will drop. And he'd be like, yo. And he'll just tag me in it. Like, <laughs> this, is, this, is all, this is all you, like, you know. Gossip Girl reboot, like, yep, all you man. I know you. I know you'd be watching this stuff. <laughs> My dude, we're so close. We're close, so close to the season premiere. I know. I know. When I, I saw I Georgie, when I saw Georgie, bro, when I saw Georgina Sparks, I was like, let's go. Like, that's let's all I need. go. I still gotta watch the final episode of the one. I haven't finished it. <laughs> um, but yeah, yo, yo, it's great when like people just know the stuff that you like, and yeah, especially like, like when Berg started, he watched like the OC for the first time, and he was like DMing me like. <laughs> like he watched it pretty, he watched it pretty quick too. It was like that reminds me of me. Yeah, if I like said no, because I actually started it when I got COVID. I got COVID like a few days before Christmas here, so I was out for like ten days. There you go. David knows that I barely sleep even when I'm at work. So since I had COVID, my eyes was up to like four or five o'clock in the morning. I was just like, there were quick episodes to access this on HBO Max. There was no commercial, so 40 minutes, boom, I was knocking down like seven, eight episodes a day. And it's fucking addictive, man. It's hard It's hard not to just keep watching it. <laughs> I tried to watch that show a year and a half ago. I know, you thought because, like, maybe because you like yeah, Gossip Girl that you might like this. I did not like this show at all. <laughs> I, get, you know I totally get, I totally get, it. you know what's funny, like, thinking about, like, like 2020 hindsight now, like yeah. I can see, you know, you're from the area, right? You're from the right. from that and area, and they film and they film and that, a lot of it here, yeah. And I and I love Gossip Girl, and I'm from the area, so I kind of right. I kind of see where the where the vibe for me with Gossip Girl comes from. Yeah, for sure. And I will say, one has aged more than the other, or better than the other, and that is Gossip Gossip Girl still kind of holds up 
a bit more than like aspects of the OC. Um, do you like before we start? Do you like the new, the the reboot? Yeah. So you know what? I didn't like the pilot. I, I remember I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, this isn't this isn't going to be for me. I feel like they're like trying too hard to like kind of copy, like with certain characters, like oh, this is clearly the Chuck and this is clearly the Dan and like, mm-hmm. but then like as it went along, it got like a little better. I'm glad I stuck with it. Like I, it yes, it's, same it holds it pretty good. Yeah, and I'm excited for season two as well. I feel like it's been a long, a little bit of a long wait. Uh, for it, and I'm glad they brought back yeah. Georgina. I, I will take more Michelle Trachtenberg all day long because yeah, she's probably like one of my favorite characters from that original show. Because she was just so like outrageous. I personally think we're gonna we're gonna get to everybody except probably um, Serena. Yeah, I you know what? I feel. Get to everybody. I, th- I think we can get to everyone. I think that like Blake Lively's gonna be like, oh no, I'm pregnant. I can't. <laughs> I'm so busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, before we get started, I, I know I mentioned like some of the stuff that you guys are involved with, and I know that David, you've been on uh, a few times that people already know. But like, uh, for those who don't know, let them a little, know a little bit about uh, Real Talk and then your two podcasts. Uh, yeah. Your, so. Your, uh, we're writing for creative real talk well six years ago uh six years ago and been writing reviews ever since uh kind of shifted the site a little bit since then i no longer do news on the site it's just strictly uh film reviews award season talk the podcast uh also like you mentioned before i have a horror podcast that focuses on 80s horror um i love horror, and i always like to put a, a light on that genre uh yeah, and you can also find my work through various films on Rotten Tomatoes. I have my reviews linked on there, and then yeah, yeah, you're one of the better people on Rotten Tomatoes. I think I think you're pretty fair about like all your I, reviews are usually pretty fair. You know, you know what's funny? Like being in this in a different circle now that I can like when I go to these press screenings, I feel like I'm a lot. I guess I'm the nice guy. I'm much yeah. more. <laughs> Open than other people. Like I was at, I was at a press screening for Black Panther a couple of weeks ago, and you yeah. know, I'm like sitting there, like I, I, you know, it's 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 not as good as the first. I'm willing to admit that. I love the movie. I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. But yeah. then I'm like, I'm in the bathroom after the screening, and I hear people saying, "Oh, this is like lower tier Marvel," and I'm like, "What? Uh, what are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah. Like, are, we, are we serious right now? So it's yeah. like, it's, it's, like I feel like I am a little bit too nice sometimes, but you know. I always try to be fair. Like I, tomorrow, I'm tomorrow. Like full disclosure, I'm watching Babylon tomorrow. It's my most anticipated film of probably like the last two years. I love Damien Chazelle, yeah, as she, sure. you already know. So like, if I, I have to be so fair with that movie, but it's going to be so hard for me to be like, oh man, this movie's not as good. <laughs> but yeah, like I, 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 I definitely try to always be fair. So I appreciate the kind words there. Yeah, no, for sure, and because I think it's hard to. I mean, like. Uh, when I go to press screenings in LA, because a lot of these people you connect with kind of on Twitter, and then like you're in person with them sometimes, and uh, they'll mm-hmm. have some like hot, they'll have some hot takes while you're sitting down next to them, and you're like, oh, like I don't even <laughs> know like what kind of conversation we could have right now. Um, and you know, I and then you sometimes it's hard to tell like who's like saying certain things about projects because they want like the attention on social media, like oh, I'm I'm gonna say I didn't like something yeah. because of you know X Y and Z. So uh, at least with you, you can tell like. Friend. Yeah, I don't think you would like lie and be like, "Yo, I loved it," and like secretly you're like, "No." Yeah, like, I mean, perfect <laughs> example. I was probably one of the only people in the state in in, in this world that liked Blonde. Like, JC is another person, but I took a beating for liking Blonde. 
But I also <laughs> took a beating for not liking Don't Worry Darling. I went raw in that at Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't really like the movie. But like, so yeah, I always try to be fair. But like, Blonde was one that I had, I took a complete beat down for liking. <laughs> Everyone else, like, love it. Yeah, I'm going to have to get like advice from you because like, we are also kind of spinning off our show uh, and doing something else with another podcast uh, mm. as if I don't have enough to do already. Um, but it's just, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> but I, you know, it's, it's when you want to do something that's kind of catering to like one thing and like the main show is so different, like you kind of have to uh, try to do something else if you want to like kind of attempt to like talk about other movies and like be more specific about uh, certain things that you're talking about. So I figured it's yeah. a year in, it's a year in, so I might as well just, try and see, see oh, what yeah, happens for sure listen i mean i have two podcasts on website press screenings on the regular i'm about to have a baby so like i trust yeah, me I know, <laughs> I know what i know what having a lot on your plate is uh definitely and uh and jc like how did you kind of get started with like all the movie stuff um well no i've always been a movie i've always been a movie lover and then on my regular page which i actually followed you on my regular page before i even made one like I remember when David told me that, he's like, oh, this is my former writer. I was like, hold up. I was so shocked. I'm like, hold on, G Rose used to write for you? Because, like, I followed your page from my way before I even had a uh, movie page. So it's just like, yeah. you're actually one of my big inspirations when it comes to starting a movie page. So thank, oh, thank you, you for everything you. And, and so, awesome. yeah, so it was just like, I would just like, yeah, I never told you that. No, no, no that's um, cool. I think that's, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, so I it was just like I would like like a lot of people that start movie pages. I would just on my regular page. I would like every year. I you know I would post like my movie tickets. I was like, oh, this is what I'm watching right now. I would post like little like if it's a movie I loved that I like. I remember I posted a big review for La for La La Land. Right. Like everybody, was like, oh, I haven't heard of this movie. And every year I would post like, oh, these are my top five best. And then, you know there were people like, oh, you should start a a movie Instagram. I was like, I don't know, like you know, like that takes a lot of work and. And then there's also obviously people that's been telling me like, oh, start a start a YouTube page. Where I'm like, I'm too camera shy. Like, like I could do a podcast because podcasts are just voice, just talking with your right, voice. Right. So, but it was pretty much like my friends just telling me, oh, start a movie page. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. And then my my current wife, but she was my girlfriend at the time. She came up with the name because I was I was trying to think of something creative. I didn't want to say like Gene movie reviews. You know, so many right, people right. just have their name. So, oh, you know, she was like, "Well, you love Deadpool, you know, but, you know." So that's how that that name came of it. And then I started the page July July 2017, or no, June 2017. And unfortunately, my first review, my first ever review was for All Eyes on Me. Not the best movie. No, <laughs> not the best. Like every, every anniversary, I post that review. And I'm like, yeah, like I remember, I was just like. I really didn't have much to say, but I was like, that was the, that was the first movie. I'm like, all right. And I remember the first trailer I watched was, I mean, the first trailer I posted was Marshall. So that shows you how long I started the page. That's, that's, that's really cool. It was funny too. Like when I started G Rolls, I did it as a hobby. And I remember like my friends were just like, man, why are you posting shit like that on like your Instagram? Cause you know, of course everyone wants like, every, <laughs> everyone, everyone's like, everyone wants pictures of like your food and whatever shit you have on Instagram. <laughs> Not Nothing that really interests you. But then I had like one friend that was like, why don't you like make a business page and see what you can do with it? And I'm glad I did. Cause I think at the time when I started mine, it was like a really good time to do it. Uh, there weren't a ton of them around yet. Now there's a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
but it, the cool thing about there being so many is that like for stuff like this you get to like reach out to people and be like when you have shows and stuff like this they're like they kind of want to like like kind of get better at this kind of stuff and they're like hey can i hop on and like talk about the movie like i have a page like they may not be working for like big press outlets but they're still you know just as passionate about this stuff as anyone who's really working in it so that's the cool thing about like seeing like all these other pages kind of pop up like and more and more of them popping up uh and you i i think you should try the youtube page thing man even if you have to start like uh just kind of doing like audio reviews over like trailers and stuff like that like over you can start like that until you get more comfortable yeah i kind of want to because i'm like i, I realize that a lot of people that do that get press screenings because like me and dave had talked to us there's certain people that we know mm-hmm. who we don't feel mm-hmm. are that good at viewing <laughs> movies and, and get freaking screenings we'd be like mm-hmm. i'd be like i know more than this person but i'm like i hate that i'm so shy because i'm like if i get on youtube i'll definitely get press screenings said person could get it yeah yeah <laughs> i love the so I it's like know, I, I don't even know who it's about but i love the like subtle like mm-hmm. but i don't even know the certain people i know the certain people that you probably be like yo this is not that good but like you probably don't mind because you get press screens through joe blow and stuff well there, no, there's me, people in I mean, la like, if, oh, there's people in la for sure that like they're like how'd you end up here like uh they have like they all have like a ton of yeah it's funny yeah, it's yeah. I love when he invites me because I'm like, yeah, I get to go like that. But there's certain people, I mean, like I said, you probably feel the same about certain people. You'd be like, how the hell do they get screeners? Because, yeah, you just talking nonsense your reviews. Well, that's cool. I mean, I'm going to give you a compliment too because I, when I, when you post news stuff, there's certain times where I'd be like, how do you post that so fucking fast? And like, like put it together like well, pretty fast. Well, I'll actually tell you how. It's, everybody always asks us that, well, I work in a warehouse and my boss is really cool. Usually I listen to podcasts, but here and there I'll look up to see what when there's movie news. My wife, she has a she works in the office, so I will usually just send her the movie news, yeah. and she'll make the headline a caption. And if I have, because usually what I do to just not waste too much time, yeah, I'll just copy and paste a previous post about about that movie or something, and switch up the words to like, oh, switch up like if it's a casting now, but it's like okay, said person's join now. So she'll usually call me, and then I'll just have her. We write the whole caption. I'll tell her what to write, yeah. and then she just sends it. So I copy and paste it, post it, and then I just go back to work. That's the reason I'm able to post so much during the day. So if it's it was a team, it's her, a I would team probably... effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like she's been really helpful the last couple of months. So, but if she could have helped me, I would probably have to post every news after I get out of work five ten. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and, and and as you know, like it's always like with some of this stuff, you have to be like right when it drops if you want like the yeah, most like, attention for it. I'll get, I'll get... <laughs> Sometimes I'll be like, I'm like, come on, baby. It's like you could like certain news. I'm like, you know, like what is like a small indie. I'm like, whatever. I don't care if I post like an hour or two late. But let's say it was like, oh, breaking news or like the first trailer for, you know, like when the first trailer for Avatar dropped, I think I had like 10 minutes into work. And I said yeah. to her, I'm like, yo, babe, come on. This was this was big. Please do it real quick. I know you're busy, but come on real quick. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, okay, it was funny because like my buddy Owen texted me. He's he's gonna be doing like the spinoff show with me uh, in a couple of weeks. But he was like, this morning he was like, "You posted that Avatar trailer today, didn't it drop last night?" I was like, "Yeah, but I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't really care." And like you know, and I, I did say in case you missed it, you know, just in case <laughs> you, you yeah, were watching like, Monday Night Football. Post them, I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm like, I already posted the last one like two weeks ago. I'm just copy and paste the whole caption. Because yeah. I the last the last time I had posted on like new trailer, I'm like, boom, just just real quick edit, 
about it, putting it in. It's there. also the because because it's you, also the algorithms. Like I I yeah I, like, yeah I post it, I post I post a lot on Instagram, obviously, but I I I've picked up my Twitter game a lot in the last like two years. Yeah, and sure. I do a lot of I do a lot of press for reactions or whatever, which is what publicists like nowadays. Yeah. I I feel like, like that's they what like they want reactions. Yeah, they like. I feel like they care more about your first reaction than they do the review. Sometimes, depending on the outlet. But uh, like, for example, like I posted my Black Adam first reaction, and it got over a thousand likes on Twitter. Yeah, that was, that was like a popular six, one. And like, and it got six hundred retweets or something. Then yeah. I posted my Black Panther one, and it got like a couple of like hundred. And then like yesterday, I saw Pinocchio, and Guillermo reposted it for me. Yeah. Not like I'm friends with Guillermo del Toro, but he just <laughs> like he liked and retweeted it, and I was and, and that, that started got getting following. Yeah, so it's like it's so weird. It's all the algorithms on this. Thing. Yeah, it yeah, it's all timing too. I remember I posted my first reaction for Smile, and like the movie page retweeted it, and Kyle Gallner, who's in the movie, he retweeted it, and then that helps a lot. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. Like, it really is timing, and like like you said, the algorithm. Because sometimes you'll drop something on Twitter, and it's just like. <laughs> like nobody yeah. responds oh, to yeah. it. <laughs> like whatsoever. Yeah, no, you know? when, when David had, <laughs> oh, what were you saying? David had like the per the per, no, so David had like the perfect interest to his black Adam stuff. Like any wrestling fan got it right away when he talked about electrifying. I oh, guess yeah, yeah, when you mentioned that, I'm like, now it kind of makes sense why it took off because of all the wrestling. Like, that was, that, that was that was a perfect one for, for that movie and for him. Uh you also you also know what uh works has been working out really well too is if if, I guess it's a timing thing as well is the YouTube shorts because uh, they're trying to compete with like the reels and like TikTok and all that stuff. So if you can actually like trim something down to just a minute, like whether it's like your reaction to a movie or like if you want a snippet of like a trailer, like they, they can really take off too because they're really trying to get people to use them uh, a lot. So yeah, there's so many different avenues to like do this stuff on now. Like anyone can do it at this point. It seems like. Oh, but sure. yeah, yeah, like it, yeah, man, yeah. It's not. It's it's cool to see though. I mean, it's cool that the fight. Like you know, I kind of wish that I was more like TikTok savvy, and <laughs> I'm I'm just not. I'm just I'm just I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm not thirteen, and I don't understand like how yeah, it works. Man. <laughs> 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 Jenny has been trying to get me to get to do reactions on TikTok. Do this essentially. She's like, why don't you just say the same thing you tweet, but on TikTok? I'm like, nah, man, that takes time. I just, yeah. I just like think, right? And I'm good <laughs> to go. Man. I don't need that to, I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah TikTok is something else. All righty, then. Well, let's get to what we're going to be uh, talking about today. It is uh, Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, which was released on November yes. 20th, 1992. It's still weird that it's uh, 30 years old. I, do truly, truly. I was seven. I was seven, I guess. Yeah, that's ugh, crazy. Uh, uh, it is the sequel to 1990s Home Alone and stars Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, John Hurd, Tim Carey, Brenda Fricker, and Catherine O'Hara. And it follows young Kevin McAllister as he is separated from his family once again, this time on their family vacation in Florida, and he ends up in New York City. Uh, it received uh, mixed reviews from critics, actually worse reviews than the first one from critics. Um, and even though it wasn't as financially successful as its predecessor, it still pulled in a lot of money, $359 million worldwide on a $28 million budget. And we can kind of talk about later why maybe it didn't uh, do as well as the original. Because I, I didn't realize until I looked this up that the original was number one for 12 weeks in a row. 
And it had, I can like, I can answer that I I can answer that right now, G. <laughs> All right, Mike, go for go for it. Because this movie, because this goddamn movie is two hours long. Why is this movie two hours long? <laughs> it's true. You're like right. a family movie like this, ninety minutes is that's a, it's perfect. That's a sweet spot. Um, well, you know, I always kind of like to look back on like when you guys kind of first uh, discovered. Uh, something like this so david when i mean did you see it in theaters or you remember seeing it in theaters did, when you were a kid? yeah I, I actually did i actually this is one of my strangest childhood memories so i saw the first one on vhs <laughs> uh like in 1991 ish uh loved it uh and i was six at the six or seven at the time when we went to see it in, in december of 1992 right so i'm like i'm all in didn't know you know I'm a, I'm a little kid, so I'm just enjoying the movie or whatever. And for some strange reason, after the movie, I decide to just run out of the theater, like jet <laughs> from the theater. No idea. I can't tell you why. I don't know what. <laughs> JC can attest to this. My Cuban mother was not very pleased with what I just did. You're um, just bolting out of the theater. And what? Yeah, did, you so get, did you get scared or something? What no, I was just like, I think, I, I think JC nailed it. He's like, I guess I just wanted to be like Kevin and run away from my parents. Well, my parents. But no, like I, I, uh, I remember liking it enough. But like as I grew older and it became kind of a staple for me, the, uh, the music in the movie, top notch. It's the first. Yeah. It's the first time I heard a lot of these Christmas movies. Awesome. Uh, sh- shout out to the Talk Boy because I had one right away after the after it became I a popular thing. I had a Talk Boy. Um, but yeah, like I, I, do I think it's better than the first? No, there's a lot of more issues with it. But do can I say I still enjoy? It's a staple. I watch it every single year, back to back with the first one. Um, I ne- I dare not touch the rest of the series, but uh, the first two are definitely near and dear to my heart. Nice. You know what? The third one I watched out of curiosity last year because I hadn't seen it. In, I hadn't seen it in so long. Uh, and then I kind of forgot it wasn't a Christmas movie. I guess I just kind of assumed it being Home Alone that it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's not even a Christmas movie. I was like, yeah. And then it's it's horrible. Forgot Scarlett Johansson's in it. Uh, but that was that yeah. was funny. Oh, <laughs> that was yeah, fun. She had a little rough start with that in North. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she's come a long way since then. If uh, uh, JC, what about you? When did you kind of first? Uh, well, me. I'm the baby. I'm the baby here, so I was actually like eight months old when this movie came out. But you know, like, like I like I mentioned in Dave podcast, we were actually tackling another nice thing to movie, The Mighty Dogs. No, I was I was alive for eight eight out, eight out of the years in the '90s, so you know, like Home Alone and one and two were you no, know, they're skips. They're like movies that are that were on rotation TBS and TNT and all those channels, pretty much all throughout the '90s. So you know, I was watching those a lot, and like the the whatever Dave mentioned, it was the 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 toy that Kevin has with the I don't know how to talk, I don't know what talk, talk, talk boy talk boy yeah you know like th- like those are stuff that my cousins and brothers had but like you know that toy was very memorable and that's always like whenever I would see them oh it's the Home Alone Home Alone two toy so it was just like oh it was like I said it was two movies that I that are part of my rotation now like it won't feel like Christmas if that's if I don't watch those two that's. Those are two movies also I could also watch. Even it doesn't have to be Christmas. I could watch, and I don't have to watch them back to back. Like I could just feel any day where I could just put on Home Alone two. I don't need to watch the first one before because I just right. like it enough. But I am with both of you. Like Home Alone one, it is it is the better one. But I I also love the second one as well. The the rest I don't <laughs> care. If I never watch again. 
they yeah. have they, even though the, even the one they've tried to connect them to the first like having Kevin back or like the one from was it last year or two years ago? Sweet home, sweet home last alone. year, last year, last year. Bro. No, see that that's, that shows how memorable it was. And I thought it might have been two years ago, but brought Buzz back. I was like, oh, I do not care. Like <laughs> I remember. I remember JC with that movie. I got my screening for that screener for that movie the day before it came out. I'm like, oh, so you're one of those. That's a that's a good that's a good yeah, sign. That, <laughs> like with that movie, that's not a good sign. Like certain movies, like I know Dave has always mentioned. Like I've always like I remember when Scream came out earlier this year, and they were like having the embargo like the day before. I was like, hmm. Then it was like, I don't think it's because of the quality. I think it's maybe because they just want to protect the secrets. So like, right. certain times it's like that, but for Home Home Street Home Alone, you knew it was because it was just. Basura. It's, it's not. It's not yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like it's mm-hmm. not garbage. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember seeing this in theaters as a kid, and uh, I remember my mom took me and several of my friends to go see it. And I also remember the lead up to the movie coming out. I remember like the teaser poster with like the Statue of Liberty, like holding its base, like you yeah. know, doing the Home Alone thing. <laughs> the prom- the promotion for it was really cool, and it was fun. I remember as a kid what I liked about it, and I might feel differently about this now, but it might be more of like what you know christmas in new york where it feels like it feels more christmasy than the first movie in a lot of ways uh i like that aspect of it more and i love that it's uh like a lot of sequels it's kind of like it's bigger there's more like going on and there's more uh um and you know that there's some there could be some like issues like because i have a friend that like loved it when he was a kid and he was like it's hard for me to watch this as an adult because there are so many things that just couldn't happen <laughs> in real life <laughs> when you're a child especially in like i have i have one especially the basic plot point of the movie man gee like the basic yeah. plot point of the movie like there's no way that could be able to check into the plaza hotel like no shit yeah i know yeah. my biggest issue is especially now there is no way that you know how long check-in takes like the fact that they were able to come out late and then run and like hell no, yeah, and love- like remember they, they woke up for, with forty minutes to drive and to run to and get checked in and to run there. No, just checking alone takes an hour. Oh, yeah, man, exactly. I do, I do, um, I did, I do like how he drops the line. I don't remember exactly when, like, she runs the credit card for the room, and he's just like, "Yikes, it actually works." And then she looks at him, and he's like, and just smiles yeah. at her, <laughs> like <laughs> he's like, yeah, no, you know. Like, it's shady. So he's what he said was pretty shady, but you know what? Whatever. Yeah, I love chicken. Yeah, you know what though? It is like when you're a kid though, it's like childhood fancy, right? It's kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. this it'd be kind of cool to like sure. be able to do that. Um, of course you look at it differently when you're an adult. Like this is not fly. Uh he probably wouldn't have survived <laughs> out of New York at all. Hell no. Um not in nineteen ninety two, I'll say that. <laughs> not at all. Um little white kid from Chicago. But I will I will kinda I will I didn't know that that was going to be your reason about uh, why it didn't do as well as the first one. It is long. Like it runs way too long for a movie like this. Um, Especially uh, because as an adult, it feels like it's repeating the same beats as the first movie. So it feels like it's like the same thing, but like a little longer. And I don't want to say not as good. (laughs) Yeah. There's a ton of filler. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it does. You can definitely watching it now. You can feel the length, uh, for sure. Because like uh, I think JC said, a family movie like this should not be two hours. No, uh, like come on, like uh, kids, kids, kids don't have that. Just fan, <laughs> yeah. Like I recently, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have. I know JC recently saw. I don't know if it was G. Like recently, the new uh, holiday movie Spirited that came out on yeah, I watched uh, it. 
like why is that movie over two hours i don't give me yeah. give me 135 i'm i'm good i'm, I'm happy <laughs> yeah exactly that. christmas carol has is do you got a because this one did a lot of different things which i appreciate which is why i liked them more than i expected but it's also you know could have tripped out a lot of stuff like Ryan Reynolds and and Will Frodo meet to like forty minutes into the movie, and that's your selling point. Mm-hmm. Come on, you could have shown a lot of stuff to make me like at twenty twenty five. But going yeah. on what you said, G, about like, I think the movie does a lot of. I think what this movie does better than the first is the childlike fantasies of like being in New York by yourself during the holidays. Right. Like the first exactly. one is a better movie, but like I don't want to be in a suburbs in Chicago. I'm like, dude, he's just chilling yeah. at home, <laughs> exactly, running exactly. away from the bum. <laughs> exactly. You know what? And I, I kind of felt like in the first one, he was a bit more afraid at certain points being at home than he was when he was in New York in the second one. He was kind of like, eh. <laughs> like, I guess he's well-seasoned. He's well-seasoned now. He's, he, well, he, I, will, I will say, I will say, where he was, he'd have less reason to be afraid. Like, the That's Plaza true. Hotel, like, I yeah, go by true. that area almost once a week. That area is, like, upscale <laughs> New York. <laughs> I think he's okay down that area. But yeah. the one takeaway... I don't know if JT was going to get into it, was if there's anything that's unbelievable with this entire movie is the fact that there is no way that kid would have survived at Central Park at night. You don't go at to night. Central Park at night. At Do not go to Central Park at night. Yeah. Exactly. Especially you're, in the early 90s. You're not meeting any nice pigeon ladies. <laughs> he Across two movies, he encounters like... I mean, I guess the old man in the first one's fine, even though they set him up to be kind of creepier. Yeah, than that, that's, that's, one, that's one of the tropes. So that's one yeah, of the yeah. tropes. The same as the first. Man, that yeah. pigeon lady. Man, I have a lot. Like, how is she living yeah. above like this? This like uh, orchestra, like she's concert hall, and she like wait, who is she? She's in Hugo. No, I'm saying remember Hugo was the same thing. How he lived on, uh, on the top of a nice train station. You're gonna oh, like, yeah. like she. Ha- Cause in my head, I'm like, like you're gonna tell me no one does, no one goes up there and sees what's going on after shows. I also imagine she's covered in burr poop (laughs) (laughs) on top of of all that. (laughs) Like he's just like he's so precocious and like "Eh, I'm like I've seen worse, (laughs) I guess. I guess he has. Um, I know I I kind of got to ask you guys this too because like Mm -hmm. the second one, you know. It's it's funny that this happens once in the first one that they like they happen to leave their son by himself. Um, the way it happens in this one, how how plausible do you think it is that this actually happened again? And I guess this is kind of like also dealing with like really lax like uh, pre like nine eleven like airport security where like he can like exactly. kind of do. Like, <laughs> There's a lot that going on, and I like I, I always think it's funny that like it's. You know, in the first one, it was like the head count, right? That's what kind of messed everything up. In the yeah, because movie. they kind of the, the the neighbor. Yeah, and God, then well, like that kid is so nosy. Yeah, and then they kind of <laughs> then he kind of like lost track when he was like running with his family in the second one. And then he thought he was following like his dad into like that flight. I feel I like just... that this one's more believable. So I don't because I like <laughs> uh, the reason I don't. JC is like there's no way that kid would be let on board without a ticket. He's exactly. essentially not. He's essentially let it on without a ticket. Oh, it fell. Nah, man, yeah. you're, you're gonna make sure that's your ticket before you let. No, them no, on. but I'm saying like, like, like him getting split from his family is more believable because he was actually really he was finding the that was his father. Got it. Okay. The other one, the other one is like, come on, like you're about to have a kid, so you know, like <laughs> you would make sure that Hardy was there. Like until I see all my kids, I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna worry oh, about like, yeah. somebody making a head count. And I mean, that is... if I don't see all four of my kids. 
I ain't leaving here. That is true. They do the one head count and she just trusts her. Like, yeah, did you get did you see everybody? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, like she doesn't even really like, acknowledge. You, yeah. you, not even a double, not even, not even a second head count. Like I work, I work in a warehouse and I always make sure I double count certain things just to make sure. It's pretty wild though that Dyfus has not been on the case of the McAllisters. <laughs> at all, at all whatsoever. And I always, you know, I always forget this. Like you would think like I've never seen the movies before. I always kind of forget that the parents have no idea what he's gone through and in the first movie and in this one. Like they don't know anything about uh the whole like the robber situation. They don't know any of that stuff. And that makes it kind of Where more fun is, when you're a kid. Do we ever find out like cause even though I watch these every year, I don't have a good memory on this one. Do we know what the McAllisters do to afford these trips and this and this house? Man, it, bro, they, there's even been they don't, about but it. like, but isn't there? Don't they have <laughs> one rich relative that they always talk? Like, is it? Uh, so the first vacation was paid for by that rich uncle in France. Yeah, in France, yeah. The second one was all of them. So it's oh, like, like and, remember, it's like it's like it's like the freeloader line that Kev says about bro, oh, no, uncle, cheap steak, cheap steak, cheap steak line. Uncle Frank is the worst relative of all time. He is, and you know what's funny too is that <laughs> they treat him, they treat, they treat Kevin like crap in the first movie, right? But it, you would yeah. think because of like, hey, like we left him at home. There's this whole big ordeal. By the time you get to the second one, that maybe things have been repaired a bit, and they're still like, he still kind of like has a flip mouth, and they still are like, yeah, like don't talk back to us. Like it's still that kind of like weird like. Uh, dysfunctional family dynamic, even though they, by the end of the first movie, it's like, oh, like, I realized how much I love you, because, you know, I was here all by myself, and I feel like they learned no lessons between the first movie and the second movie. As the baby of six, I can vouch that even through heartfelt moments, your oldest siblings <laughs> will still chop, bless your chops. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'll have heartfelt moments. There'll be times where, like, like, we went through, like, some hard stuff, like a family member dying or something like that. And then, like within a month, they'll be they'll be complete assholes because I was a little brother. So like, it don't it don't matter. Like buzzes are all over the place, especially when it's like when they when they're like for them. I always forget like which ones are his brothers because they're just they're all scattered. Around. <laughs> there's so many re- there's so <laughs> many relatives. In the <laughs> yeah, like the one, the one that's actually the one that's actually his sibling plays his cousin. Why? Oh, that's true. Yeah, Kieran Culkin. Uh, yeah, freaking Kieran. Culkin. I mean, I Culkin guess so. The one that he has a little brother. I don't know, but yeah. I'm like the one that's actually his sibling is not his sibling. I mean, if we look at if we look at anyone that's aged the best, can we talk about Kieran Culkin's hair? Because I don't know what was going on in 1992 as compared to how it looks now in Succession, but that yeah. haircut was not it. Uh, not it at all. But you know that that comes with like HBO money, man. Like once you start getting HBO money, yeah, it's like Jeremy Piven. <laughs> Jeremy Piven, you you watch Jeremy Piven at anything in the night like a heat. My man's freaking hairline is really in the middle. He's like, yeah. And, 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 and Entourage, he's, he's, he's looking like a little sex appeal. I'm like, the That's hell? It. That's that HBO money, for real. Yeah. Um, I think, like, and because at least, you know, in the first movie, when they're when they're dogging on Kevin, at least it's kept within the house. Like, by by the second one, like, they they he, they screw up the whole, like, like choir thing uh, uh, that they're the side they owner doing, and they blame it on him. <laughs> uh, like, you know, it's like, why would you want to go on a family vacation with them at, th- at this point? Like, I think I would essentially <laughs> like, like, oh can God. we can we say like they committed manslaughter? Because there's no way that old lady survived that drop. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then she did a whole backflip. That's true. On, on um, one floor. 
you know it's funny that you mentioned uh the stuff about the violence because like this one got like a lot more crap yeah. for how violent it was compared to the first one and the first one's pretty violent but there's some stuff in here uh i'm just gonna read like there's one review from the late roger ebert he gave it two out of four stars and he said cartoon violence is only funny in cartoons most of the live action attempts to duplicate animation have failed because when flesh and blood figures hit pavement we can almost hear the bones crunch and it isn't funny this is like this was like echoed through a lot of people that like reviewed it at the time um yeah like um, gee like sorry like you seen better watch out and i know i put david on because I, I bought oh, it i, I love bought it Remember that there's that whole that that whole that whole thing that they have about about doing the doing the home alone thing with the with the yeah. with the cans to see if it works. Yeah. I mean yeah. we've we've seen the movie so we know how that ends and it's true. It's like I'm not saying there was like that was gonna create copycat stuff, but there might Thank be kids. Thank God it did. Thank God it did, yeah. It would have ended badly, but I get that review because it's like you know, like sometimes like, you gotta make it realistic. Like so I I, I, I wonder, I don't know if you guys agree, I wonder if they were able to up the violence and use the excuse that the all this violence was conducted essentially in like an abandoned apartment. So right. kids wouldn't be able to do that because it's not like to they're going to run to an abandoned apartment. Yeah. That's the only thing I could get. That, yeah, that's the one thing I can go to. Because like, you know, the first, the whole stuff with them in the first one is violent, but like, this is way more aggressive. Like all the stuff with the bricks. Oh. Um, oh, it's like, yeah. Really, no, the, like, the stuff with the, the pigeons. <laughs> yeah, like all that stuff is like it. No one survives that <laughs> in no, real life. What's I mean, Daniel Stern was getting eaten alive, basically. I mean, now we know why Daniel Stern did Celtic because he didn't get over those, those bricks that they were hitting his head. <laughs> you know what though? It is funny because I love how like Joe Pesci like instigates him throwing them, like like basically like yelling at him, and then like he kind of gets out of the way every time like uh, Kevin throws one down and like. Uh, he uh, he, yeah, he certainly gets up taking the hits. Uh, I will say uh, those two are still equally as funny uh, in this mm-hmm. as they are in the first movie. I mean, you, you can just tell that they're having a lot of fun. And I, I think they were able to have like maybe even more fun doing this because they knew exactly what uh, what this was at this point. Yeah, they made me want to put again. And like, uh, yeah, they're just all, uh, they're, really really good in this i think they're hilarious and you know i was trying to i was trying to figure out if i like the booby traps in this one more than are in the first movie more um they're definitely a little bit more elaborate i guess in this because <laughs> like they have the callbacks to like the paint cans and stuff and then like they're like oh we already did this you missed so, like whatever and then he just throws that like giant fucking was it like <laughs> pipe <laughs> down to hit them the <laughs> Like, yeah. so that's something that would cause like major chest pains in real life. Like, I think, <laughs> I think these are less believable than the first one, and I don't think they're, they're de- as definitely more slap, honestly. maybe more slapstick, right? They're really a little yeah, bit more like, I could, yeah. like the one where the, the one with the tool chest and it just pops their nose, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Kevin's literally just lighting a fire with lighting a rope of kerosene, and well, yeah, so and what, like, go, go ahead. So, it so it's an abandoned, it's an abandoned apartment, right? Um. I guess nothing else is going on. Is there anything else going on in the street? Like no nah, one else Brooklyn, is. Brooklyn, Brooklyn wasn't popping back then, <laughs> so he can get away. Was with that Brooklyn, GC? Was that huh? Brooklyn or was that was that Brooklyn or Harlem? No, that wasn't Harlem. And I, can, oh, and I just saw it today by. Which yeah, gets into my G, which which gets takes me to my geographic point of this movie. No, so, yeah, do it. All right, so here's the first one. 
Uh, JC, I mean, G, when you came to, to New York, did you go through Newark or did you go into New York directly? Uh, through Newark. Through Newark Airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Where he's sitting, you can't see those buildings. <laughs> you can't see New York that way. That's so like one. My, my buddy, my buddy Lance, when we watched it together <laughs> in New York, he was like, yeah, that's not, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> That doesn't happen. Like, yeah, there's no perfect view of New York City from there. Um, the second thing, there is in that sequence where they're playing that song, uh, All I Want, uh, oh my God, I forgot the, I forgot the name of the song. Um, the one when he first gets to New York in the cab and he and he goes to the door. Oh, yeah. I, I know you're talking I like about the song. I can't remember what it's called right now. But um, yeah. that sequence, he gets from, he, from Manhattan so this cap supposedly takes him to the World Trade Center. <laughs> Chinatown is close to down to, to that area. Yeah. Did he take the train? It's not walking distance, though. <laughs> it's got a, it's a, it's like 30 blocks <laughs> to Chinatown from the World Trade Center. Did he walk? Did he take the train? Did he get another cab? Like yeah. uh, it, it's just so like ridiculous how he gets from point A to point B. And then if this house, so Duncan's toy chest is supposed to be FAO Schwartz. I'm guessing they yeah, couldn't get yeah. the rights for FAO Schwartz. So Duncan's FAO Schwartz is located on 59th and 5th Ave. It used to be. Now it's located on at 30 Rock. So 59th and 5th Ave to where that house is that he runs at the end of the movie mm -hmm. would probably take him two hours. <laughs> That's crazy. At minimum. At minimum. <laughs> that that apartment is nowhere near near Central Park. That's funny, and they're just hoping when you're watching it that you have no basic idea of like what New York is like, or the city's like at all, or how far things yeah, are from yeah. each other. <laughs> or how time, or how time works. Or how time also, works. Also, <laughs> um, the Plaza Hotel does not have a pool, and the Plaza Hotel does not have an alley. You know where he jumps off and they catch. Oh him? yeah, uh, yeah, and they catch him. Yeah. yeah, there's there's no back alley in Paul in the Plaza Hotel, either. So that's another little tip. Fun from fact. There. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've never been. speaking of the stuff at the Plaza Hotel, I do what I do like about the second one a lot is all the kind of slapstick stuff that goes on with like Tim Curry and like Rob Schneider and that oh, whole yes. like hotel set. Oh, yeah, that, I that, love that, that seg that segment of the movie is really good. And I also think it uses the whole like I always forget the name of the fake movie. Uh in oh, the Angels uh, Angels I, Angels with I, Dirty Faces. Yeah, I love I love how they use that in this uh with like, I'm sorry. The angels, angel, angels with even filthier souls. Oh, there we go. I love how they use that, <laughs> yeah, at, that. At, with the fake hotel shooting uh, oh, in so this funny. one. It's like it's so oh, hilarious. Yeah, everybody I, comes out like what's going on. And Tim like going crazy. There's a madman. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like crawling on the ground. <laughs> Everyone stay in your rooms. Stay in your rooms. <laughs> It's so good. Like that whole section of the movie is like great. I like, but then the, I like this. I like it better here this in the sequel, honestly. Do you think so? What did you see? Like the like the the scene is better in this one, but the but but I like the the ending of the it'll you know, keep the change of filthy animal. The animal the one, like the, of the original movie. Yeah. But I feel like the hotel setting instead of just like Daniel Stern jumping in the snow, I feel like it has scaring a whole hotel lot, a whole hotel staff. Is like yeah. a better use of that because you're do you're doping more than one person, and I love when they finally get to the hotel, like, uh, and they're scolding the staff, and then the staff's like, "Well, he had a working <laughs> credit card, <laughs> like, like it was just okay to like, let him." Oh like, no, he's like, you're like, you're like the biggest idiot, <laughs> idiot, 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 are you serious? Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> that was his excuse. He had a working credit card. <laughs> and then when they're like, they're like, you guys must be like the dumbest people. This lot, there's something about like must be the dumbest people to work in New York. And then, and then the one from the Adams family, she's like the best. Like he's oh, yes, really just calling you idiot, and you're agreeing. You're the you're, you're the biggest idiots, dude. I totally so I just looked up. I just looked yeah, up. She's the one that because of it. Um, where Uncle Rob and Aunt Georgette live, where the house is. So it's uh-huh. on 51st West, 51 West 95th Street. So that's 45 blocks away from where uh, uh the New York block is long. And, yeah, so in that area. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. I'm glad that you know that though, because like I wouldn't like I would have been like, oh yeah, whatever. I mean, <laughs> I guess it's not that far. A little kid would, a little kid would tell David like, yeah, stop, stop sucking the fun out of this. I know, right? <laughs> like, like, let's let it happen. <laughs> let it happen. Um, uh, I mean, uh, there's also uh, some stuff that I guess hasn't uh, aged entirely well. There, there is the Donald Trump cameo that's in the movie. Um, I, I guess. Was, <laughs> which I guess. Uh, I mean, that, was, that was the rule. He owned it. I feel, he owned I, I it. Yeah, he, 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 he owned, he owned it at the time. Right? He, he yeah. owned it at the time. Yeah, that's the only yeah, way he, he let him film it, right? If he had like a cameo. Yeah, the cameo and then just standard fees for like having the production there. And uh and then they said Colkin later endorsed a petition to edit out Trump's cameo in the film in 2021 when he replied to a tweet asking to digitally replace Trump with an older rendition of Colkin. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um also did not know why the shoot is this long, but it was shot over a course of 144 days. What? It seems, like a, it seems like a really long time for like a movie like That's this. That's apocalypse <laughs> level shit. Yeah, it sounds like a really long time for something like this. It was, uh, yeah, it said principal photography took place from December 9th, 1991 to May 1st, 1992. And then that uh, John Does Hughes... Give a reason? No, it doesn't. It just, it, and they shot in a bunch of different locations too, like uh, in Illinois and of course New York City. Like, yeah. Um, and then John Hughes... Uh, started writing the script in February of 1991. He had just gotten a uh, six picture deal with, uh, with Fox uh, when uh, they talked about doing a sequel and Macaulay Culkin was paid $4.5 million for this one, plus 5% of the film's gross to appear in it as well. They believe that is a deal that his dad at the time, who was known for being pretty overbearing, probably arranged. Um, Cause apparently he was paid all that, 100... all that money. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he was paid $110,000 for the first movie. Oh wow! So he got a big. Like he, 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 he wasn't. Nobody knew that movie was gonna be that that big. Yeah, I mean, it made. I mean, he it made him a star, and uh, like we talked about, like the the first movie's legs, like being number one for twelve weeks in a row. Uh, like Home Alone two had a bigger opening weekend, like thirty one million dollars, um, and it even like uh, grossed a hundred million dollars when it's it first like twenty four days, but then it started to like kind of fall off. Uh, just word of mouth wasn't as good, I guess, on this one compared to the original. Because, I mean, even back then, they're probably like, well, I can just watch the first movie at home. It's like the same thing, but different city. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like The Hangover. When The Hangover 2 came out, it's essentially the same movie as, I mean, as The Hangover, just in a different location. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like, it's like a lot. That always happens a lot, like, where, where the spy who shot you. That stuff was way bigger than the International Man of Mystery. Like, International Man of Mystery was was really became a hit was on VHS. It didn't make a crazy amount of money at theaters. That's true. And it's crazy it's crazy to think what were considered like box office like records back then. So the thirty one point one million dollar opening for Home Alone 2 was the like, 
biggest uh, November opening at the time. Uh, it broke the short-lived record held by Bram Stoker's Dracula from a couple of weeks before. And then Interview with the Vampire took it from Hollow, uh, from uh, Home Alone 2 uh, in 1994. And now, uh, of course, Black Panther is the biggest November, Panther, November opening. Just, <laughs> just a couple of, couple of extra, yeah, a couple of extra bucks. <laughs> yeah, like, it's always yeah. funny looking at, at, at those at those at those old box offices. Like in the '80s, you could win the box office with like six million. Like this, I think like, the like, most crazy hot. Like if you look, at, I'm going to look this up while you guys are talking. But like, I think the most interesting thing um, about the box office back then and now is like how many original movies actually can be. Like and release of the like be released yeah, and exactly. make a lot of money. Like the highest grossing uh domestic box box office, the highest grossing movie of nineteen ninety two was Batman Returns at hundred and sixty two million. Sixty two million dollars. That's crazy. Then he but then we get Lethal Weapon three. Okay, that's another sequel. But the number three highest grossing film of nineteen ninety two was Sister Act. Like <laughs> that, movie, that movie comes out now. That movie's going straight to Netflix. You know, yeah, yeah. That was the best example is the fact that Kramer versus Kramer, which is a divorce drama, was the biggest hit of 1979. And now you can't get any more like that we'll at all. We'll never, we'll never happen now. Nah, that's, that's, that's a limited that's series. A, that's a limited series. That's a limited series. Yeah, it's just marriage story. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah Netflix. Yeah. Like, yeah, send, marriage send story. make like 20, 25 million tops. Yeah, you're right, dude. There was a ton of like just original stuff that was out like around the same time, and that's hard. Really, that's hard to do nowadays. I guess like they want everyone doesn't want to really compete with each other. What's wild is that I'm looking at the top ten right now, and um, one, two, three, three of the top ten movies were comedies in '92. And now, like, and now, like, and now, like, and now, like, comedies think make it's a struggle for comedies, like, to make money. Well, not even, not only make money, but even get like a theatrical release now. They like send them straight to streaming now. Yeah. I mean, people, I, I went to an awards dinner for Bros, like, a couple of like early October, and Billy Eckner was, he was just talking about how frustrated he was with the whole box office of Bros. But it's, it's, I think oh, it's not, I don't so blame, shocking. I don't blame the movie, actually. I think the movie's very good, but I just, yeah. it's, just we are programmed as and not just not us but i mean like casuals they're programmed to watch their rom-coms at home unless george clooney or sandra Sandra bullock Bullock or julia butter or julia butters julia roberts (laughs) i like that more julia Butters (laughs) Roberts. there's like these big old names are in them yeah, like no. those are the ones that make money. Like Nancy Myers is releasing a movie in 2023, I believe. And it's on, and and it's it's on Netflix. Exactly. Like, can you imagine? Like that movie would have been released 15 years ago in theaters and would have been a box office hit. It just shows like it's complicated. I love it's complicated. Yeah, that was probably like you know that it's complicated was like that made a lot of money and you know it came. I remember it came out in December like the year that it came hit. out. It was a huge hit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. You know, like. We talked about the bros thing, like about why it did didn't do as well as it probably should have. I mean, given the reviews and all that. And I know there I'm were a ton, I know there were a ton I know there were a ton of reasons. And like I talked to JC about it offline about like how like I thought it was gonna make when I saw the initial tracking numbers, I was like, that's really low. Cause I was like, it's getting really yeah. good reviews. Um, but then I kind of was like, I think all those things could have been true, like all the things that they were saying. I think timing was a lot of it. I just don't think that. Yeah, it was a good, that should have been a summer release. 
I think do I do do it early summer or do it in February, like Valentine's Day. It probably it probably could have worked uh then. Uh you know, I do feel bad because he was everywhere promoting the hell out of it. Uh <laughs> just like everywhere. And it even brought really Billy back from the street. That's true. And like, but someone made a good point. Like you made the point about like, you know, Ticket to Paradise and like something like The Lost City. And like, you know, if you look at the trailers for The Lost City, it downplays the rom-com stuff and plays up the adventure stuff. It's not really like yeah. being promoted as a rom-com. And then like, and then with Ticket to Paradise, I think they were smart. They, they launched it early overseas and it kind of built momentum there. And then you have Julia Roberts and George Clooney. And like, yeah. And I mean, I don't think, I don't even think, like you put any other two people in that movie, that movie is it dumb. I, I don't even <laughs> yeah. think it's, I don't even think it's good, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't like, like, I, 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 I like I, them. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed them. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's the comedy landscape. It just sucks. Like, yeah, and then to point that out in that year that like, those were the top three movies that year. And like, that would never happen right now. No, <laughs> at, all. All, at all whatsoever. Do you, do you think, I guess, piggybacking off like the legacy sequel of it all, I know we had the one from last year, but do you think if, now that Macaulay Culkin is acting a little bit more now, do you think yeah. they'll try to do this again? Like um, a direct sequel, a direct sequel to two type of. I thing. don't think he would want to do it. I, I I don't. I think he like. I think he's smart enough to know that people don't associate those sequels with his two films so much. Mm-hmm. That I don't think he would want to mess up the legacy of it. And also, I don't think he would want to do it without John Hughes involved somehow. Yeah. I mean, he can't be involved since he's dead. Remember, like Home Alone was going to make him star, but he wouldn't have gotten Home Alone if if, if well, he, like had, if he Buck, had been right? casted in Uncle Buck. Buck, yeah, Uncle Buck was, yeah, Uncle Buck. That one, that scene, that one, that back to back he has with, with um John, John Candy. Candy. I heard, I, remember, I heard, I read when I was reading on on Home Alone. That's like what got him that role. That's yes, true. That's I mean, true. that is true. I yeah, I think that I think that would be like a one of the reasons why he wouldn't want to do it, like because a lot the creative like kind of minds behind it aren't one of the biggest ones not there anymore uh and but i kind of like one part of me thinks that there could be some convincing there if they really sold him on like a good idea i mean like because as you can see like you know we've had legacy sequels that do really well and they're good and uh you know i could i could see it working like i mean it's interesting it's interesting we're living in this world where legacy sequels are a thing and i remember back in 20 2015-ish, right before Creed and before, because I think Creed and, Road. And, and Force Awakens and Fury Road were the ones that kind of set the legacy sequel up to, uh, uh, yeah, on its own. Yeah. But I remember yeah. watching, I remember watching my big fat Greek wedding too, and oh I was God. like, and I was like, why are you doing this? What is this? <laughs> this, is like, this is like, and they're already filmed So it's like, it, where we're positioned at with legacy sequels now, I can I can see if the money is right and the story is right. I I I wouldn't put it past them. Me either. But probably I mean, go to Disney Plus on Sally. So that would be the sad part. If you're gonna do it, I would want it to be done like I would want to see it in theaters. If if it's gonna be done right, uh, to to watch it just go straight to streaming would kind of be uh, yeah, a little sad. They said Hocus Pocus two to streaming was they the amount of money they they lost by not sending that to theaters. Yeah, apparently yeah. it's the highest viewed movie on Disney Plus, right? Bro, G, like the, the the way. Yeah, but what? Yeah, but we don't even know what that means bro. sometimes. 
like, they don't give you like hard numbers. They just tell you like, yeah, it is. Like, all right, do you have any like facts to back it up? Like, nah, <laughs> just believe us. <laughs> no, just believe us. Like, all right. Like Netflix. Uh, <laughs> like I think Netflix stuff is like if you watch even a minute of a movie, they call it as, as one of the views or some stuff. Yeah. I'm also wondering if you do a legacy sequel. I'm assuming that Kevin would be the parent, right? So he yes, that's what I'm he thinking. Could, he couldn't. He couldn't possibly like be in the situation where he now would be the, now kid be alone. Like, oh my god! Like I, I like, let this happen to my own kid. My own kid. Like I did. They did to me twice. Like and I just did this to my own kid. <laughs> like I just that no, would be that actually would be funny to watch. We'll get. We'll get. But yeah, I mean, like, who? Else? I mean, Catherine O'Hara is still around. Like, she would that would be cool. I know, I know the guy who played his dad passed away. Uh, yeah, years ago. Yeah. yeah, they were probably uh, trying to do like a Christmas story, story something like, like make it emotional about that. Like how? Oh my god! Not anymore. This is that's a perfect example with the Christmas story story just coming out, and I I really like JC. Just I really I, liked it. It was good. They did it really. They did a great oh, yeah, job yeah, of making. It's pretty solid. Yeah, it's they rather than just rehashing the same movie it's a completely different take on the on the story so i i thought it was really good yeah because they nice. could easily just say like how 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 ralphie's son wanted a toy that he didn't want and the and the and the mother could have been like oh but you remember when you were a little kid and you wanted that gun like wow, <laughs> how, how come you're not letting him have it they could have easily done that and i'm glad they didn't um you know it's funny like you were talking about how long home alone 2 is and i looked up who the editor was and it's, uh, I don't know if it's Raha or Raja Gosnell, but he is also a filmmaker because um, he directed Never Been Kissed, <laughs> Big Mama's House, <laughs> uh, Scooby-Doo, Home Alone 3, and Yours, Mine, and Ours. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, this is the guy that what, cut. What, what a filmography. Uh, <laughs> this oh, is who uh, cut Home, Home Alone 2. Um, to kind of like wrap things up, unless you guys can think of anything else, like where is this stand on like when it comes to like Christmas movies? Like is it in your like, top tier christmas movies or i think it's in my top 15 maybe top 10 favorite um is that it's what i watch every year but i don't know where it would rank in my the first was obviously top five for me or top three i believe it's in my yeah. top three but i don't know where it would rank but it's definitely a year to watch for me like it's like i said, it's not, like I said the beginning, it's not christmas if i don't watch both of them right and you kind of yeah, can't it's it's interesting watching them back to back too, because you can feel like when you're an adult, you can't feel the quality like shift <laughs> when you watch when you watch yeah, it you back feel, to back. Better than just watch like two hours, like like yeah, as soon as you minutes ago. As soon as yeah. you put in, you put in the second one and you press the display button, and you're like, oh, two hours, like five minutes. I got minutes. two hours yeah. to go. <laughs> I got. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like maybe I should have started this double feature at four o'clock instead of like eight o'clock. And then David, um, especially David, that David goes to sleep early. <laughs> like you just get through like the hotel stuff and you're like all right i've seen the end before i don't need to watch it the rest is, of it it is interesting though like thinking like where i would place this like i've as i've become older a lot of movies christmas movies that i saw as a kid have completely jumped off as some of my favorites like i would never have said this uh, i'm 36 now yeah about 21 years ago when i first saw national lampoon's christmas vacation i was like oh it's fine cool yeah, yeah. but now it's in my top five i think it's oh, yeah, like, they get, you get the jokes like i get it like running christmas at i mean i have not done that giant of a family christmas gathering but i've done <laughs> giant family gatherings on christmas like it's tough it's tough i see it so like home alone 2 would probably be in like if we're gonna count gremlins as a christmas movie probably after oh, yeah we are 
Yeah, okay, then it, then it's right after Gremlins. For me. <laughs> I, I, I Gremlins just, is in my top ten. I just text my buddy, like, where do you think I would rank Home Alone 2 as a Christmas movie? And he just said, please, dear God, just put it ahead of the holiday. Because <laughs> I feel like you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, like, I don't, I don't I, the holiday so overrated. I hate that movie. Oh, I love Look, the holiday. Full, dis- full disclosure. <laughs> like, I can say this. I may never be invited back on here again. I hate the holiday. I hate, I hate love, love actually. actually. I think those... I think those two movies are just like the epitome of an, of what not to do on Christmas and the anti-Christmas movies. I cannot stand those movies. As Jenny stands next to me and she says false. Those two movies. I remember, I remember this like it was yesterday. It was 2019. We're laying down in bed and Jenny's like, hey, let's watch. I let her pick a Christmas movie. It was December. She's like, let's watch The Holiday. I'm sitting there watching this. I'm like, when does Christmas start? What am I watching right now? This is this is not Christmas. What is going on here? And then Jack Black comes out of nowhere, and I'm like, no, this is not this is not happening. I actually, I, I actually like that that part of the movie better. I don't I don't I don't like I don't. Oh, I don't you like, really like you like their story? Yeah, I like, like, I, I'm, I'm more of, I'm more of a Kate Jack story one. Yeah, you know, I just I buy them as buddies. I just didn't, yeah, buy, I, I, yep. I didn't buy them like anything yep. more than that. Um, and no, kudos to him for trying. Like, <laughs> like Jack Black would be like the Tinder date she meets, and she's like, "Ah, I gotta go. I gotta. I, my cat got stuck in the laundry bin. I gotta, I gotta go home. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm still laughing at when does Christmas start? That's that long. <laughs> That's over, that's I, over two hours. Yeah, it is over two hours. <laughs> yeah, it is over two hours. You're right. It's love actually love. over two hours also. I have only seen Love Actually. Yeah, but that's like, perf- There's like perfection, it, man. Oh my god, it's so. It's when you so bash like- on it, I'm like, I haven't seen it in such a long oh time. Oh my god, I'm like, I don't remember hating it, but I also don't remember being. Like, I've oh my only, god, I've only seen it once thanks to Jen, and like I <gasps> picked it apart because these people are so di- unlikable. Like Andrew Lincoln's <laughs> character in that movie, I like want to smack every time he pops up on screen. He's Come on, so you're in, you're in, you're in like and the we- signs. And we have like morphed that. We've morphed that scene into like a romantic scene where he like brings the signs. <laughs> They're like, dude, your best friend. It's, it's so, <laughs> bro. It's so funny because I remember like this is not Christmas related. Plays the best friend, right? Yeah, Chuatel. Uh, yeah, please. Chuatel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember. I remember during COVID, like it, it's similar to Love Actually in terms of like hyping up relationships that are toxic. Like I had never seen Friends until 2020. Never. Oh my god! I used to all I, all I heard oh, was like Ross, Ross and Rachel, Rachel. <laughs> and you and you know how and I think G you know how much I love The Office and like yeah. uh him and Jim and I think that's yeah. like that's my favorite TV couple like outside yeah. of like Ricky and Lucy and like modern television it's Jim and, and Jim and Pam so I'm yeah. watching Friends and then like and then talking to and Jenny has seen it she likes the show and I'm like these are the two people that everyone wanted together like that's awful they are probably so like if they the annoying. Like they need to be divorced. They're probably divorced if they ever come back and do a, like a, a rebooted sequel or something like that. They're but... divorced <laughs> like five months in. It, it's just awful. They're awful people. And same with Love Actually. Like, no, do you think? I gotta ask. This is not a Love Actually podcast, but do you think Whatever. any relationship <laughs> works? And does any relationship work for you in that movie? Because I don't think any relationship works. Well, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Uh. 
I almost said the little kid, but that's not really a relationship. <laughs> um, uh, you know, oh yeah, and much like much like Home Alone, also has really lax like airport security where he gets to just yes. like run through the airport. <laughs> uh, yes. really run through the airport. Um, I guess none of them really work, and then they have that whole like. But I still like it. I love like the feeling of it. I guess like the whole movie is just like fucking sweet. Even though if I was to look deeper into it, there are some toxic <laughs> toxic relationships in it. And, uh, oh my god, it's 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 kind of like another shade that another rom com that I watched thanks to my lovely wife. That, um, oh my god, I think JC likes this movie with J. Why there be something Hugh, that me and G, John, G love? John Cusack <laughs> and Kate Beckinsale. Oh, Sarah Dibley. Oh my god. Oh my god. Let me. This is this is turning into like a rom com. Like, <laughs> no, no, on my end. Bro, like, I watched that movie with Jen, and I'm okay. like, you're t- <laughs> so like, you're telling me this guy meets this girl on like, and how many hours is it together? Like a few hours, right? Nothing crazy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. A few yeah, hours, like right? He hours. develops this relationship with this woman. And because he runs into this lady or finds her number, he's gotta <laughs> track her down. How do you know she's still into you? What the fuck? That's not real life. What's going on? Well, yeah, the, the, the stuff that happens, I admit, is mad. But I, I just, I, it's sweet. I love it. Oh, it's wish. Have it's like chemistry. It's like wish fulfillment, man. It's just a sweet yeah, movie, man. man. Like, like I, and I, that, that, was, like, that was a TBS if, special. I'm like, what if some random girl that I met, like. For two hours, like a couple of months before I met you, just comes back into my life, and we're like engaged. That we were married. At, we actually no, we yeah, we were married already at the time. Yeah, and I'm just like, you know what? I need to see what's going on with this. I need to see if it's real. Jenny, yeah, Jenny will take care of me. <laughs> Turn you into a Cubano. <laughs> but yes, Home Alone well, Two, it's great. Yeah, yeah, Home Alone <laughs> Two is really great. You know what? We do all agree that we do uh, still have love in our hearts for Home Alone Two: Lost in New York, uh, oh, yes. even though even though it might not be as uh, you know as good as the original because the original was something really special when it came out, and it still continues to be for a lot of like I thought like actually both movies I've shared with like my little brother and like he. Mm-hmm. Has yeah. still continues to like him as uh, much as he did when he saw him when he was a kid. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, it's hard to get that lightning in the bottle like again with it, but I think the yeah. sequel hold, holds its own. And like you said, it's just too long and kind of follows the same beats of of the original. But I guess it's that whole thing like if it's not broke, don't fix it. So it's like, all right, we'll yeah, just that's true. <laughs> like we'll do the same thing but bigger. Um, but yeah, oh, you know, one still, thing I gotta say that yeah, go the title doesn't make sense because he's not freaking home alone. <laughs> <laughs> like you yeah. could just call it lost in New York. No, it's like, true. He's not home alone. I forgot. That's always bothered me. I'm like, he's not home alone. He's literally in New York. He's in the Plaza Hotel. It's that's like, like this is one of those sequels that this this is one of those sequels that would have worked just being called Lost in New York. Everybody would have known that it was a sequel. So it would have been Kevin like so it would have been like Lost in New York, a Home Alone sequel, like oh, 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 Knives, like, 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 <laughs> like Glass, like Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Yeah, I think that's what it would be. Yeah, but, it, I, you, I, but I don't know, but I, I, it's just the title's always, it's always because that's the old. This is the only one that he's not Home Alone in. That's true. It reminds that me. It reminds true, me. Yeah. It reminds me of those people that gripe about. I still know what you did last summer. They're like, wait, didn't they run him over the summer before oh. last? Like, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that that, that oh, is no. true. You knew- <laughs> I don't know if you're going to keep this on the recording. Or, I don't know if you're going to keep this in the recording or or edit this out. But I saw I still know what you did for last summer for the first time this year in October. Oh. 
<laughs> I wasn't. Oh, that movie's so bad. Didn't you, all, didn't you also see that third one too? I did see the third one, but the second one makes me like, like Jennifer Love Hewitt is great, of course, because she's amazing. But like, yeah, Brandy's why, good. Why, why are you hyping up Freddie Prince Jr.? He's in the movie for about forty seconds. Yeah, that's true. Isn't I mean, unless like he, Blackman? unless he, maybe he was busy. He was like, I got, she's all that. I'm filming that. <laughs> like, I like, know, right. <laughs> like it really, it really, like I thought the movie was perfectly fine, and then and until like, like wait a minute, like when as soon as Freddie Prince Jr. is like, I'm gonna go get Jennifer, I'm gonna go get uh Ju- Julie, and then he just doesn't show up to like the last like five minutes of the movie. Like, oh, so that movie, I'm gonna break it, and I'm gonna leave this in because I think it's funny. Um, that movie is frustrating because if you have like a basic like knowledge of geography, the twist doesn't work. As soon as you hear like, "What's the capital of like uh, Brazil?" and she's like Rio de Janeiro, and you're like, "No, it's not." <laughs> like it, like you're watching it. Like, <laughs> like twist doesn't work. Twist doesn't work. And yeah, it's definitely not. I mean, I will give it this. I think Brandy has like a fun chase scene in it. Uh, that yeah. stuff's cool. Um, she's no, she's no Sarah Michelle Geller. But she, no. gets, she holds her. She, told, she holds her own. Uh, like yeah. when, like when Mark, when Mark and I, perfect. yeah, when Mark and I did that 25th anniversary thing for uh, I know you did last summer. I was like that. Her chase scene is like one of uh, the best ones of the genre. I think Sarah Michelle Gellar's. Sure. And I know you did last summer. Yeah, and I, I, and I don't know if you guys, are, I don't know if you guys touched on it, but I feel like that movie, that director, lightning in a bottle, that he got all these superstars before they exploded. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, it's true. Have he Buffy talked about it? it. Yeah, no, it, she had she had filmed all of season one because it was a mid season replacement, so it hadn't. Uh, so like it hadn't by the time she got the part, and then Jennifer Love here was the only one that was really like known known because she was on Party of Five. Party, Party of Five. Uh, yeah. Freddie Freddie Prince Jr. The people knew who he was because his dad was Freddie Prince, uh, and then Ryan Phillippe was like basically new. He was just on soap operas. Uh, but yeah, he said that he got really lucky. Uh, they didn't want Sarah Michelle Gellar at first, so they didn't think that she looked like a like a beauty queen. But I guess the director like fought for her. And then like all I could think was like everyone in that movie's good looking, so it's like oh you have you have four good looking people at there like at the height of them like about to blow up. Uh, oh yeah, that's like a perfect and the, this and the, t- and the timing. Like, two, two months before Scream Two opens, right when like Buffy season two is like hitting its like stride. Like it's, you're right. Great timing for yeah, everyone sure. involved in that. Uh, but yeah, you know what, what's funny is that like uh, a lot of people like when we kind of segue off like this and talk about other stuff that had nothing to do. Oh, with okay, great, lot. great. So I feel <laughs> no. that could be segwayed a lot. No, no, because I'll, I'll actually sometimes will isolate some of these audio clips and be like, yeah, we were supposed to be talking about Home Alone too, but this is what happened. <laughs> um, but that, that's yeah. what makes me that's, you know, we having fun. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. Uh, but thank you guys again for being on to uh, talk about Home Alone to you. Uh, as always, you got you both are both welcome back whenever you want to come back on. I have some more anniversary episodes coming up. Oh, so, we we we, we, uh, we got we got a special one next month. Oh yeah, we talked about one, and then uh, unless unless Jenny has her baby, like Scream Two, you can still do that one, Dave, if you want to. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's really close. Yeah, you're Jenny, cutting close on the anniversary. We're, we're close. close. We're three. In- we're four, three and a half, four weeks out. I think I should be able to make Scream too. Cutting cut, cut it close, but but as always, uh, thank you guys Jenny, so much. Jenny's like, don't you dare! Yeah, don't miss like miss because you're like recording a Scream. I'll be there in a second. <laughs> <laughs> so awful. They keep looking to the side, like like yeah, let me not say that wrong. Jenny right here. 
Yep. <laughs> but thank you guys again. And as always, you can listen to Back to Box Buster on uh, all of our various podcast platforms, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, uh, wherever you prefer to listen to us. Uh, we all really appreciate it. And, and uh, we mentioned this before, but we are recording our spinoff show on December 5th. And then once it launches that week, it's going to uh, be uh, running every other week while this show runs every week. So I'm going to try to keep up with that as best I can. And uh, I'm sure I'll have uh, some help along the way for some really great guests like these. So thank you guys so much. And thank you for being on again.